0: Juneteenth is now a federal holiday. Is it really necessary? Victoria's Secret with some major changes. The brand? About to go under after those changes. And what do you know? The Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus is a man-made gain-of-function bioweapon, and phony Fauci is complicit. Once again, this general was right all along. This is Bold Alpha. (music) Greetings and salutations. It is your global five-star General Alpha Male-in-Chief, Alpha Dave, front and center from Command Center Alpha. And I welcome you to Bold Alpha, your destination for alpha male lifestyle conversation and commentary, unabashed commentary, I might add, never afraid to walk on the edge and be politically incorrect. Bold Alpha is presented by Davidoff of Geneva, makers of Camacho and the Camacho Corojo, built with authentic Honduran Corojo to deliver a bold experience for those that defy the status quo. Prepare for the intensity with Camacho Corojo. Camacho. Strength and character, it's in our DNA. Available at DavidoffGeneva.com. And by Gurkha, the world's finest cigars, including the Gurkha Nicaraguan Series. Loaded with all Nicaraguan leaf from the renowned Aganorsa Farms, the Gurkha Nicaraguan Series is the fullest-bodied cigar in the Gurkha portfolio. Peppery, spicy, and rich, while maintaining absolute smoothness. Add the Gurkha Nicaraguan series to your humidor today. Visit GurkhaCigars.com. Yesterday, the president, Democrat, I should say, not necessarily legitimately elected president, Joe Biden, held a signing ceremony to mark June 19th as Juneteenth a federal national holiday which commemorates the date, June 19th, 1865, in which black Americans in Galveston, Texas, learned they were free. Their first celebration turned into an annual event. Now, I absolutely have no problem with recognizing Juneteenth. I have no problem recognizing Martin Luther King Day. I have no problem with students being taught legitimate history. The problem is Martin Luther King Day in February, now Juneteenth in June, will be nothing more than another day off for federal employees and those private businesses that desire to give their employees a day off. Let's face facts. Let's be real. How many people today do you think even know the meaning of Juneteenth? How many people even know the significance of Dr. Martin Luther King and the civil rights movement? You want to know the answer? A small minority, and it's shrinking by the day. Why? Because on Martin Luther King Day and now on Juneteenth, instead of making it a day off, if you are truly serious about marking the importance of that day, whether it is Juneteenth, MLK Day, why don't you spend a day actually talking in all the schools, colleges, talking about the importance of the civil rights movement. Talk about the history of slavery in this nation. Talk about the Civil War, that you had good versus evil, going against each other, trying to eliminate. The Union wanted to do get rid of slavery. By the way, Republicans were at the forefront of abolishing slavery, led by Abraham Lincoln. The Democrats favored slavery. But that won't be taught in schools. That won't be taught in colleges. That won't be discussed on cable news networks. Furthermore, if you really want to get serious and talk about the importance of civil rights, And the civil rights movement, Dr. Martin Luther King. It's appropriate to have a discussion about the landmark civil rights legislation that was passed and signed by Lyndon Johnson, the president at the time, by the way, with Republicans in the House and Senate because Democrats were against the civil rights bill. But that will never be discussed because it does not fit the narrative. As far as I'm concerned, Juneteenth is an absolute joke to make it a federal holiday. Martin Luther King Day was a joke to make it a federal holiday. Why? Because all it is is another day off for people to go to the beach, play golf, get a long weekend. if you are truly serious about the significance of Dr. Martin Luther King, the Civil Rights Movement, about abolishing slavery, Juneteenth, what took place in Texas on June 19, 1865, then spend a day in every school, or for that matter, even adults, for an hour or two discuss what took place, the significance of those events. But they are, all the groups, the Democrats, They're not interested. The schools, they're not interested. And what we're seeing now, and I'm all for for teaching history in schools, American history, the good, the bad, but I want it truthful. I don't want it spun by socialist, Marxist, ultra-leftist, liberal perversion. I want true history, not revisionist history. And unfortunately today, we see in colleges... High schools, middle schools, grade schools, revisionist history. Grab a textbook and take a look at what they are writing. How much time is spent on World War II, the atrocities of World War II, and why the United States of America entered World War II? How much time is spent? Let's see. If I were to time the next 60 seconds, that would probably be far in excess of what is spent in schools today being taught about World War II and the significance. Now, I am all for recognizing the civil rights movement. I'm all for recognizing Dr. Dr. Martin Luther King. I'm all for recognizing the abolition of slavery. But if you're truly interested in educating the youth of this country, and for that matter, for most adults, since I always say, half of America are ignoramuses, they're stupid. Now, not the half that listen to Bold Alpha, not the alpha males that listen to Bold Alpha or our brother podcast, The Cigar Dave Show. Why? Because we are intelligent, we are educated, we are up-to-date on current events, we think for ourselves, we're alphas, we're strong. We believe in finding fact, not fiction. Now, most people in America, and this is true, you can feed them a pile of steaming dog shit, serve it to them, and tell them that what they are about to eat is a new, special, improved type of filet mignon. And if you repeat it to them over and over and over, they will believe it. And they will take a bite into that supposedly new filet mignon, but as you and I both know, it's a steaming pile of dog shit. They'll take a bite, they'll chew it, They'll say, you know, it tastes different, but mm, this is very good. Why? Because they were told it's filet mignon. They were told it's going to be tasty. They were told it's going to be delicious, and they believe it. The Nazis perfected the, the telling of lies often enough so that people would believe it to be the truth. Joseph Goebbels, who is the minister of propaganda and enlightenment, For Hitler and the Nazi movement. Very famous quote, tell a lie often enough, people will believe it to be the truth. And unfortunately, here we are in 2021, the 21st century, half of America and half the world will believe it. Why? Because they choose to be stupid. They choose not to do the extra work to be educated and informed. That doesn't mean you have to have 10 degrees from Harvard or Yale or from Oxford. It means you should have common sense. It means you should do your own research. It means you should read newspapers, both to see what the truth is being told and what the distortions. The Washington Compost, the New York Slime, they distort things. The gatekeepers are everywhere in, and I don't call it mainstream media, and that's something that tremendously irks me. When I hear people on Fox or newspapers, or people being interviewed, talking about mainstream media. They're not mainstream. They're the ultra-liberal leftist media. They're the Marxist socialist media. They're not telling the truth. And we're going to talk about phony Fauci a little bit later on in this Bold Alpha podcast. Something that I've been saying for the last year, over the last year, probably the last 14 months, has proven to be true. But again, what did the... Ultra liberal leftist media, the Libstream media, do. Anytime that it was brought up that the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus could be a gain of function experiment gone awry or a bioweapon, could, they immediately slammed everyone, oh, conspiracy theory, just like President Trump, conspiracy theorist. They never acknowledged the truth. Oh, wait, they have in the last couple of weeks. My, my, isn't it amazing what a year will make. The difference a year will make. But going back to what I was saying, people don't think for themselves. And the problem today is that MLK Day, Juneteenth, Memorial Day, Veterans Day, people are clueless as to the significance of those days and why we Observe or celebrate those holidays. We don't celebrate Memorial Day. We observe Memorial Day. It drives me batshit when people say, Happy Memorial Day! I stop them and say, Do you realize what Memorial Day is about? Oh yeah, it's about the troops that are dead, that gave their lives in, in the battle, in, in, in war. Right. So you don't say Happy Memorial Day. We observe Memorial Day. I wonder, how many Americans truly know the significance of July 4th, Independence Day. Do they even know the history of that time? Do they know about the Declaration of Independence? Do they know about George Washington crossing the Delaware on Christmas Eve? Do they even know the history of this country? And the answer is, unfortunately, no, and sadly, no. Now, if you want to have a holiday to commemorate the freedom, the abolition of slavery, the freedom of the slaves. Fine, have a day. Don't make it a day off. Make it a national day of learning. How's that? How about we do a national day of learning? Take two hours where every network would talk about the significance of that day. How about on MLK Day? I guarantee you today, and I don't say this, I don't want people to interpret this as, oh, that's a racist statement, because it's not. Ask those people that are most affected by MLK Day. Ask them, black Americans, who was Dr. Martin Luther King? What was the significance? Oh, by the way, you could say that to whites too. Any race in this country, a very small percentage of Americans can tell you the significance of Dr. Martin Luther King, his civil rights movement, what he believed in. Remember, Dr. Martin Luther King very succinctly stated, essentially, don't judge a book by its cover. Don't judge a person by the, by the, the color of their skin. Judge them by the content of their character. Now today, of course, we see with the BLM movement, socialist Marxist movement, they don't want to judge people by the content of their character. To them, everybody's a racist. Look at all these networks now. Look at these companies that are putting... White executives, white employees through training stating to them, you are inherently racist. White privilege, that's the biggest crock of shit I have ever heard. Is America a racist country? No. Are there some racists in this country? Sure. Are there racists in Canada? Sure. Are there racists in France? Sure. There's a reason why people are lining up legally and illegally, to get into the United States that are black, that are Hispanic, that are minority, that are Asian, not because America's racist, but because America is indeed a welcoming country, if you come here legally. I don't know anybody that says, geez, I'm not going to go to that restaurant because, you know what, that Chinese restaurant is owned by people from China. I'm not going to go to that barbecue joint because blacks own it. I was just at a barbecue restaurant for lunch earlier today as we get set for the weekend. By the way, I've got some a fine spirit in front of me. I'll get to that momentarily. Let me just take a finish off my espresso. Mm. For lunch today, I don't know why. I was in the mood for ribs. So I just I had to get the taste. Not a slab. I, I went to this, this place, good place called Conan's Barbecue. Not far from Command Center Alpha. Not fancy. Nice ribs. They smoke them on oak, natural. They don't sease over season them. I tell them don't give me any sauce on it. I just want to taste the actual oak flavor, the smoke flavor on that rib. Now it's owned by black family. There were blacks, there were whites. I saw Asians there today. Do you think people walked in and said, Oh, I gotta I gotta leave here because this barbecued restaurant is owned by blacks? Absolutely not. We're not a racist country. We're not an anti-Semitic country. We're not an anti-Asian country. Yeah, are there a very small number of nutcases in the country or any country? Sure. Do they define the whole country? Absolutely not. No country has done more to atone for the wrongs of the past than the United States of America. If you are above the age of probably, well, I would say, Think about it. Uh, let's see. When was the last time there were segregated uh, uh, lunch counters and water uh, water fountains? I don't know. What was that? Maybe 1962, 63, 64, maybe 65? So essentially anybody born after 1965, let's just say anybody that's that's now, let's just say 57 or older, 56 or older. They never lived in a country that was segregated, per se, where there were separate uh, uh, bathrooms, where there were separate uh, 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 water fountains. Not the case. And I don't know anybody that would tolerate that today. I don't know anybody that would accept that. I really don't. And if... I met somebody that did. I certainly wouldn't associate with them. And I guarantee you the over, maybe 99% of Americans wouldn't associate with them. So, to me, if we are going to recognize these holidays, it shouldn't be a day off. It should be a day of learning. And by the way, we don't need two separate holidays, Martin Luther King Day and Juneteenth. We have a day, Martin Luther King Day, that recognizes Dr. Martin Luther King his historic significance in civil rights and the civil rights movement. And on that day, Juneteenth could be incorporated as well. All this will do, this Juneteenth, is another day for federal workers that barely work to begin with to get another day off. So you'll have no mail delivery, federal offices and courts will be closed, some private businesses will be closed. They'll probably, you mark my words. Mark my words, in the next five years, there'll be a movement to put it either on a Friday or a Monday so people can get a long weekend. This will have nothing to do with learning about the abolition of slavery. It will have nothing to do with learning about the civil rights movement. The problem in this nation is that most Americans are ignorant. And I don't blame necessarily the Americans themselves. I blame the education system. The schools that don't teach history. They don't teach Civil rights history, they don't teach World War I history, World War II history, the Revolutionary War, they don't teach that history. They don't teach history. And whatever they do teach is highly revised, revisionist theory, revisionist history, which essentially is a crock of BS. So did, does Juneteenth need to be celebrated as a national holiday, federal holiday holiday? Absolutely not. This was nothing more than a small group of Democrats that essentially want to make it just kowtow and say, this is all about white privilege, white supremacy. So we need to atone. So let's go ahead. Meanwhile, Joe Biden's the one that said, hey, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Joe Biden's the one that in the 70s and 80s passed all sorts of crime legislation that targeted blacks. Oh, by the way, His son, Hunter, where's Hunter, that upstanding genius of a man, real gentleman, is caught in emails released this week using the N-word all over the place. Oh, by the way, did any of the liberal stream media report it? Did the Washington Compost write about it? The New York Slime? The Crap News Network? BSDNC? Did any of them discuss it? You know the answer to that. Absolutely not, because they cover for the Bidens no matter what they do. If that would have been a Trump, Eric, Donald Trump, Ivanka, you better believe it would have been plastered all over the place, wall to wall, demanding that those kids be, be prosecuted for some bullshit charge, that Trump stepped down, the dishonesty that is just absolutely ravaging through the Libstream media, is overwhelming. Now, the politically correct thing to do is say, oh, great, Juneteenth, a holiday to commemorate the, the beginning of the end of slavery. No. Sorry. If everybody really wanted to commit to recognizing the civil rights movement, the end of slavery, we would have a National Day of Learning. Every school... Every high school, even in businesses, could take a couple hours to say, hey, let's talk about the significance of civil rights. What took place? What took place? Uh, uh, the history of slavery in this country, the, the eventual abolitionment, the Civil War, what that, what that was fought over. Do we even come remotely close to doing that? No. It'll be just a day off for people to go play golf, get a long weekend, go to the pool, go to the beach, go see a movie. It's a joke. But you won't hear that anywhere else because it's politically incorrect. It's a touchy subject. As the global alpha male-in-chief, I've got bowls of steel. I've got titanium nads. I'm not afraid to speak the truth. People may disagree with me. So be it. Go ahead and email me, CigarDave at CigarDave.com. Go ahead and, 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 and respond. I'm, I'm happy to debate. I'm happy to discuss it. But, of course, most people will just roll their eyes and say, hey, we just want the day off. Start teaching history in high schools, grade schools, colleges, Juneteenth, please. What an absolute, total joke. Most people, in fact, in Buffalo, where I grew up, they used to have celebrations I don't ever remember once. A TV station or newspaper writing about it, talking about the historic significance of it. People just looked at it as a day to just go out and 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 celebrate, have a uh, have a picnic, have a party uh, in the black community. But maybe we should spend a little more time on the historic significance of Juneteenth, civil rights movement, and Dr. Martin Luther King. But that would require people to use their brains, and as we know in this country, over half of America refuses to do so. If you are looking to add a full-flavored cigar to your portfolio of cigars to enjoy, I've got the perfect selection for you. The Gurkha Nicaraguan Series. It is loaded with Nicaraguan leaf from the renowned Aganorsa farms in Nicaragua. The Gurkha Nicaraguan Series features a Corojo 99 Nicaraguan wrapper, dual Corojo 99 binders, and Corojo 99 and Criollo 98 long fillers. The result, a super full-flavored cigar with loads of pepper, loads of spice, very rich, while maintaining absolute smoothness the entire time. Try the Gurkha Nicaraguan series. Add it to your portfolio. Add it to your humidor. You will be in for a super Nicaraguan Puro cigar treat. Gurkha, the world's finest cigars. Visit gurkhasegars.com. When you think of Victoria's Secret, you certainly think about walking in and seeing some sexy objects, whether it's 90s, whether it's robes, uh, bras, panties, bikinis. You know, you want to go for a Valentine's Day gift. You want to get your dame, your harem, something special. Maybe spice things up a little bit in the bedroom. Victoria's Secret. And for many years, Victoria's Secret was known for their fashion show. People didn't really care about the fashion. They just wanted to see hot women wearing as little as possible. Well, Victoria's Secret now is becoming woke. Now they're trying to diversify. They don't just want hot dames anymore. No, 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 no. They're doing away with their Victoria's Secret Angels, and they're bringing in lesbian, transgender models, other models, other women that aren't necessarily hot, and I have no problem if they are LGBTQ+, minus, negative, divided. I could care less. I don't care if somebody's transgender. Well, actually, as you know, I always say there's three genders, male, female, and freak. Do what you want. I don't want to hear about it, and I don't want to hear that kids at 5 years old, 10 years old, 12 years old should have the right for gender assignment surgery to transition. That's another load of poppycock. But Victoria's Secret is doing away with their angels and the wings, and they have hired new representatives primarily to discuss Victoria's Secret, share their own stories in various podcasts, and one of the people they're hiring is soccer star, female soccer star Megan Rapinoe, a noted lesbian. Do you remember Boston Legal? There was a great, there was a great episode with Alan Shore, who played the attorney. Who, uh, um, I'm trying to remember the actor who played that. Wait a minute, it's going to come to me. He, phenomenal actor. Wait a minute, hold on a second. Alan Shore. I gotta Google this thing. Alan Shore, Boston Legal. It's going to come to me. Played with William Shatner, and he was fantastic. Uh, let's see. James Spader. Thank you very much. There we go. I just uh, just looked uh, did a search, a DuckDuckGo search. James Spader, phenomenal actor. Played a great character. And at the end of every Boston Legal, it was always Alan Shore, played by James Spader, and Denny Crane, played by William Shatner. And every, at the end of every episode, they would have a cigar sitting outside and a glass of scotch. I'm, J- I'm William Shatner. I enjoy being a Boston legal. I'm telling you that right now. The great William Shatner. You know, William Shatner's pushing 90. 90- I think he is 90. Unbelievable. Looks great. So I remember on one of the Boston legals, he was talking about somebody, and he said, she's a lesbian. And everybody cringed in the boardroom, and he said, let's just dispense with the formality. lesbian, lesbian. Lesbian. It was actually pretty humorous. I have no problem if people are lesbian, transgender, eh, a little weird, a little freaky. But now all of a sudden, Victoria's Secret thinks they are going to attract women and certainly men to go shopping with Megan Rapinoe. Not exactly the most feminine of creatures out there. I don't want to see some some dame with purple hair and a very lesbian haircut either talking about Victoria's Secret or certainly wearing anything Victoria's Secret. They've also hired actress Priyanka Chopra Jonas. They want to conduct one of the most extreme brand turnarounds in recent memory, according to the company. Well, guess what? They're going to conduct one of the most extreme brand disasters and tankings in the history of retail. Victoria's Secret will probably be done in the next year to 18 months. Do you think people want to go see or here, LGBTQ transgenders talk about Victoria's Secret. The illusion with Victoria's Secret is the fact that you walk in and it smells nice in there, it looks nice, you're surrounded by things that you'd love to see on your dame, your wife, your harem, your mistress, your girlfriend, girlfriends. You don't want to think about Megan Rapinoe or some transgender wearing that or talking about it, that kills the illusion. Done. Again, a perfect example of a company going overboard. They have not held a fashion show since 2018. They canceled it in 2019, and they have not had it obviously last year with the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus. So Victoria's Secret as we know it will probably be decimated. The company will be finished. It will be the end. Why? Because some brilliant marketing executive or senior exec said, hey, let's get away from sex appeal. Like now all of a sudden, sex appeal is a four-letter word. It's it's evil. Ooh, hashtag me too. Hashtag evil for 2021. And what they will do is take a successful chain and put it in the dumpster. At which point, someone else that says, hey, we're going to take the Victoria's Secret model of hot, sexy clothes, sexy lingerie, sexy perfume, and we're going to hit and market it to sexy women to men and to other women. That will work. Mark my words, Victoria's Secret will be buh bye very shortly. For six decades, Camacho has been working hard to build the best damn cigars around perfecting, preserving the authentic Corojo seed. That's the foundation of the Camacho blends. They talk about strength and character, and that is in Camacho's DNA. And so is the Camacho Corojo cigar. Complex, flavorful, no compromises. It is bold. It is rich. It is tasty. And it's built Using wrapper, binder, and filler that is grown and harvested in the legendary Hamastron Valley in Honduras. A fifth priming wrapper, deep, dark, rich. Three primings in the filler. What you get is a cigar strikingly dark in appearance. Camacho Corojo makes a statement with intensity that's backed up by cedar and earthy notes. A bold experience for those that defy the status quo. Camacho, strength and character. It's in our DNA. Before I talk about the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus, phony Fauci, the fact that it was a man-made gain-of-function bioweapon, let me take a little drink of a special libation. I finished my espresso a few moments ago. Well, for a minute, a little longer than that, but let me open my bottle of Ron Abuelo Añejo Rum, aged seven years. Let's pour a little bit of that into my snifter. Made in Panama, a rich blend of superb rums, aged seven years in small oak barrels, develops a very distinct, rounded, exceptional taste, and añejo means age, so it is aged in barrels, it is dark. This is not the kind of rum that you would want to put into a pina colada. For that, you would want a blanco, a cheaper rum. This is to be enjoyed with a fine cigar. Let me swirl it around. Wow, lots of molasses on the nose. Mmm. Very nice. Let me say cheers here. As we get ready to celebrate the weekend. Mmm. Ooh. Oh. Very nice. Uh, Sexy time, as Borat would say. I'll take another drink here. Mmm. Definite molasses. A little bit of... Spicy, peppery notes, a little vanilla. Was nice, very pleasant. This would be the perfect rum to enjoy neat in a snifter with a cigar. Medium-bodied cigar would be great, a Maduro, medium-to-full-bodied body cameroon wrap cigar. If you want to learn more about cigars, make sure you go over and do a search in your favorite podcast app or provider for Cigar Dave, my Cigar Dave show app. Or, or a podcast. We talk about cigars, everything to do with the world of cigars. Interviews with uh, cigar reta- or cigar manufacturers. We talk with uh, insiders in the world of cigars, give you news, info about cigars. And in fact, one of the items that we are very proud of at the Cigar Dave Show is the Cigar Dave Officers Club. Been doing it for about the last, I don't know, 17 years, 18 years. Every month, our members receive three fabulous premium cigars, the latest and greatest in the world of cigars, and for June, our Officers Club members will receive the Hoya de Monterey Black, Excalibur Black, the Hoya de Mon- new Hoya de Monterey Excalibur Black. You are amongst the first in the world to enjoy this new sumptuous cigar. It is an emboldened blend fit for royalty. It is cloaked in a dark, oily, broadleaf wrapper with notes of sweetness, The blend is an exceptional combination of savory Honduran, spicy Nicaraguan Lajero tobaccos. Lajero is a spicy part of the cigar tobacco leaf. The result, a master class in perfection. It is smooth, medium bodied, nice notes of some full flavor. Just a perfect cigar that goes wonderfully with a Añejo rum, port, maybe tequila, some rye whiskey, single malt scotch. The Hoya de Monterey Excalibur Black uses a USA Broadleaf Oscuro wrapper. Oscuro means really, really super ripe, almost black. Looks like dark chocolate on the wrapper. The binder is Ecuadorian Sumatra, Nicaraguan and Honduran Lajeros for the filler. It is a sumptuous cigar. Many people will be intimidated when they see this dark Broadleaf Oscuro wrapper, but do not be. There will be notes of sweetness, medium-bodied flavor notes, some notes of fuller fuller flavor pepper on the tongue as well, but very, very pleasant. It is just being released in late June. Our Officers Club members amongst the first in the world. Membership to the Officers Club costs $22.95 per month. You get three fantastic cigars. I think the suggested retail of the three cigars that we are providing this month is somewhere in the $28 category. So $22.95 per month, you get three fantastic cigars shipped to you and a Cigar Dave Officers Club Ziploc pouch. My suggestion, go over to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, join today. Makes a great gift. Father's Day's a couple of days away. Even if you want to give it to yourself, you're a father, you want to celebrate, you want to gift yourself, perfect. Again, go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, be part of the select few that enjoy the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Now let's move to the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus. Tell me what broadcast and podcast presenter over the last 14 months has been telling you that the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus did not come from an animal, did not come from a wet market. It was a gain-of-function, man-made, research project. I have stated that since probably March of 2020, so at least 14, 15 months. And we heard from people saying it's a conspiracy theory. President Trump said, hey, you know, I believe this could be from a lab. And what did phony Fauci say? There's no evidence of that. This came zoonotically from a wet market. We still haven't identified the host, but there's no evidence to suggest that this is a man-made at all, or, or escaped from a lab. Phony Fauci was full of BS. The evidence now is overwhelming. It's all coming out. Phony Fauci can't hide behind it. There's been so many developments the last number of weeks. For the last year, 14 months, whenever President Trump or whenever Peter Navarro, who worked in the White House, or any medical or scientific professional made the statement that this the, the Wuhan virus very well could be a mad-made bioweapon, could be a gain-of-function uh, a research project, but it could have been manipulated in the lab and escaped from a lab. What was the first thing that all the liberal stream media, all the scientists who are, of course, ultra-liberal said, Conspiracy theory, it's not true, it's not proven, it is false, it's a concocted story, and you had big tech, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Google, suppress results, suppress tweets, suppress Facebook posts, and videos where people said this very well could be man-made and escape from the lab. Nobody wanted to hear it. Well, my, my, my. Everything has changed and is changing. Here's an interesting story, a headline I saw. Top virologists admit lying to the American public for the past year on likely Wuhan lab leak theory because they didn't want to be associated with President Trump. Alina Chan is a biologist at the Harvard School of Medicine. She is one of 18 scientists who have finally admitted in the Journal of Science last month that the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus likely originated in a Wuhan, China virology lab. Aha! Uh-huh. Smoking gun. This is the most disturbing part. She said that liberal scientists lied to the American public for the past year about their beliefs on the origination of the virus because they did not want to be associated With President Trump, who was right about the virus all along. So they are more than happy to lie and let millions of people around the world die, not get appropriate treatment, because they didn't want to agree with President Trump. How deranged, how demented, how sick, how criminal are those scientists? And Chan went on to say there's been trepidation among scientists about publicly discussing the lab leak hypothesis for fears that their words could be misconstrued or used to support racist rhetoric about how the coronavirus emerged. What racism? I don't blame the Chinese people themselves. I don't blame Chinese people that live in America. I don't say, oh, I'm not going to that Chinese restaurant because you know what? That Wuhan virus came from a China lab. I'm going to blame the guy that owns... uh, 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 King Hua Chinese restaurant down the street. Please. Most people are smart enough to make the differentiation that out of 1.2 billion people in China, there are only 1 million members of the Chinese Communist Party. And of those million, there's maybe several hundred that really rule the roost. Nobody blames or is becoming racist to blame Chinese people. And when Trump said, Hey, at the Chinese Wuhan virus, what did the Libstream media do? He's being racist. He's inflaming, he's fanning the flames to attack Chinese people and Asians. Please, stop. Just stop being so pathetic, Libstream media. You know it is a lie. But they repeat it over and over, hoping, hoping that Asians will get attacked. I hate to tell you this, that of the last probably 10, 12 Asian attacks that have been captured on videotape or on uh, surveillance tape the past month the race of the attacker has been quietly withheld by the libstream media because it didn't fit their narrative it weren't whites i'm not saying that to be racist i'm saying that for factual analysis you know that woman that asian woman in new york that was uh, that was violently attacked in front of an apartment building where a doorman just watches it then shuts the door, doesn't try to help, doesn't try to intervene as this uh, older woman is attacked by a black assailant? I'm sorry, I'm not going to hide. If it's a white assailant, I'll tell you it's a white assailant. If it's a black assailant, we'll call it a black assailant. If it's an Asian-on-Asian, it's an Asian assailant assaulting an Asian or assaulting a black person or a white person, we'll call it out. But we're not going to be politically correct and hide the blinders and say, well, it doesn't fit our narrative, so we can't speak the truth. I will always speak the truth on bold alpha. I'm not going to cower and hide. That's fact. Doesn't mean I'm racist. I'm simply reporting a fact. But the Libstream media won't tell you that. Just like the Libstream media lied blatantly the past 15 months whenever someone said, especially a scientist, that said, we believe this could have come from a lab. We have no animal host. These bats are 1,200 miles away from Wuhan. The Wuhan Virology Lab, which has had acknowledged security and safety issues, no secret in the scientific community, is based in Wuhan. Do the math. They didn't want to hear it. Because why? Because President Trump suggested this could be a possibility. And what did we hear from Dr. Phony Fauci, who said there are no bats, there's no gain of function, this is zoonotic? Well, well, Sky News Australia's Sherry Markson received video showing the Wuhan Institute of Virology experimenting on bats and humanized mice with viruses, as well as as video of researchers going into the field to capture bats. And the video comes more than a year after claims from the scientific community that allegations the Wuhan lab was conducting research that led to the coronavirus pandemic was a conspiracy theory. Well, how do you like that? It turns out to be the truth. Now, there are several people we must bring to light here. One is Peter Daszak whose New York nonprofit EcoHealth Alliance has worked with Dr. Anthony Foney Fauci and Dr. Collins of the, I think it's, is it Rich? I can't remember his first name. Dr. I'll find it somewhere. Dr. Uh, where is it, Francis Collins, Dr. Francis Collins, who runs the NIH, the National Institute of Health, they've all sworn up and down, no, 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 we don't send any money to the Wuhan lab, no gain-of-function research was illegal. Oh, it was, until it was legal in this country and was performed in North Carolina in a lab at the University of North Carolina with Dr. Ralph Barrick, and also, I believe, somewhere in Texas, I don't know if it was Galveston or Corpus Christi. But the Obama administration deemed it so dangerous, gain-of-function research, manipulating viruses to try to make them almost into superviruses in order to see what a potential virus could do or what a potential virus could become if it was altered. Dangerous research. The Obama administration said, no way, Jose. And they shut it down. But yet, It continued in China, in the Wuhan laboratory. And the question is why is the United States of America giving one nickel, one penny to a Chinese laboratory to conduct research experiments? China's got loads of money. They're cleaning our clocks. So Phony Fauci all along said there's no gain of function, this can't happen, it's not there's no proof. This is a zoonotic. And then when he was asked, he was really grilled. By Senator Paul. And he basically came out and said, is it not true? Is it true? Is it not true that you have funded gain-of-function research, sending millions, five, six, seven million dollars to the Wuhan laboratory? And Fauci said, that's not true. We have not done that. Oh, he was very sly, that little son-of-a-bitch phony Fauci. Very sly, very coy. No, he never wrote the check to the Wuhan Lab, he wrote the check to the Eco Health Alliance, Peter Dazik, who in turn then wrote the check to the China Wuhan Laboratory. And then now it's all surfaced, that has all come out, and now Phony Fauci has been covering up and he's got blood on his hands. And Fauci absolutely riddled with conflicts. Dr. Peter Navarro. Worked in the White House, specifically on trade China policy. He's the man that first launched, signaled the alarm about the potential for the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus. And now it looks as if the first contaminated, or the first humans that were infected were three Wuhan virus lab technicians at the Wuhan laboratory, the Wuhan uh, virology laboratory, They were infected in September 2019, early on. And it looks like there was a complete shutdown of the lab for a month. But yet, the Chinese Communist Party knew what was going on. They restricted travel from from Wuhan to the rest of China. Yet, they still allowed Chinese people to leave Wuhan and go overseas. They essentially, purposely planted a bioweapon and seeded it across the world. They figured, if we're going to suffer, the rest of the world is going to suffer. They sucked up all the personal protection gear, and then, once the rest of the world was infected, and couldn't get enough gear, and couldn't get enough masks, and couldn't get enough gowns, what did the Chinese do? They sent their factories into overtime, and they sold it back to us in gouging, and just prices that... We're in gouging levels. Oh, by the way, much of the hand sanitizer that was purchased, that was all on the shelves, go ahead and look at where it's made. Made in China. It'll tell you, distributed by so-and-so USA, made in China. How pathetic is that? They infect us, and then they fuck us by gouging us with ridiculous prices on the products we no longer make here in the United States. Dr. Peter Navarro in the Washington Times had a phenomenal opinion piece about a week or so ago, and I want to share some of it with you. Last year, Dr. Anthony Fauci pushed back hard disputing both me, Senator Tom Cotton, and Fox's Maria Bartelomo, who asserted that COVID-19 most likely came from a bioweapons lab in Wuhan, China. We now know from his recently released emails his pushback was part of a broader cover-up of his likely role in creating the pandemic. If the virus came from the Wuhan lab, which it almost certainly did, if the virus has been weaponized using so-called gain-of-function tools, which it almost certainly has, and if those experiments were paid for by Fauci's NIH, which they certainly were, then Dr. Fauci is the American godfather of the pandemic. It has killed more than a half million Americans and more than 3.6 million victims worldwide. I've stated this all along. Dr. Fauci should be tried for crimes against humanity on several counts. One, funding the gain-of-function bioweapons research at the Wuhan lab. He knew full well going back 15 months ago. When he was sitting at, uh, at meetings, pandemic meetings, in the Situation Room, in the Cabinet Room, with President Trump, with Vice President Pence, with Peter Navarro, with appropriate Cabinet members, he never once mentioned the gain-of-function payments. He knew what was going on. He lied, never spoke up. Dr. Phoney Fauci further lied about some therapeutics that physicians were finding on a clinical basis were working. Hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin zinc, azithromycin, he essentially was able to prohibit, get the FDA to prohibit dispensing of those medications to treat the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus. And as we have found, millions of people could have been spared a hospital visit. In the United States, over half a million Americans may very well have been alive today if at the first sign of infection, they were given hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin, azithromycin, zinc, an anti-inflammatory, and vitamin D. It is now being discovered that those patients that ended up in the ICU had low levels of vitamin D. I take 10,000 IU of vitamin D3 daily. My physician told me that way, way back. Has Fauci ever once come out and said, doctors, here's how we suggest you treat it. Here are the reports coming in on a clinical basis from across the country. He's never done that once, not once. Doctors have been essentially had to fend for themselves and figure out various treatments. In New York State, I know loads of doctors that would like to prescribe hydroxychloroquine. They were unable, why? the governor will not allow it to be dispensed for the CCP Wuhan virus. Physicians in New York, in Michigan, in dem-controlled states have known that if you treat, or don't even wait for a test, if someone experiences symptoms, start treating them immediately. The key is to treat the CCP Wuhan virus before the viral load explodes on day five or day six. Friend of mine here in Tampa, early '80s, comes down with the Wuhan virus. Let me take a sip of my abuelo rum here. Mm. Uh, must coat the vocal cords much better. He contracts the Chinese Communist Wuhan virus. Calls me a couple of days after he gets ill. Says I'm not feeling well. I'm going downhill. So what'd your doctor say? Well, he prescribed uh, a, a uh, anti inflammatory i said did he prescribe anything else no he said if it gets worse go to the emergency room that is the wrong answer not wait go to the emergency room the physician should have said we need to nip this in the bud now but he didn't do i blame the physicians no again most physicians are so busy dealing with patients they don't have time to listen They don't have time to do research, such as this five-star global general. I did research, and in fact, Dr. Phony Fauci should have known that chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine, indeed, early on, would show promising results against the CCP Wuhan virus. Why do I make this truculent statement? As I have stated on this show many times, going back well over a year, in August of 2005, Virology Journal, published by the NIH, which I guarantee you, Doctor Phony Fauci has published articles. Gets the journal. I'm sure he is very familiar with all the articles that come out on a monthly basis, since many of them under under his auspices, under his department. The headline: Chloroquine found to be effective in the treatment of SARS. SARS and the Wuhan virus are 94% identical. What differentiates them? Ah, the spike protein that was injected by man to make it more contagious and to invade cells and to make it far more lethal. August 2005, 15 years earlier, phony Fauci knew. He knew but he never once mentioned hydroxychloroquine. Why? Because President Trump came out and said, maybe we should look at this. We're hearing that that doctors are using this. We should absolutely look at it. Oh, no, phony Fauci wouldn't have anything to do with it. Now, why did phony Fauci not want to acknowledge a drug that was shown to be effective against the SARS-1 virus in 2005 in his own virology journal, and that costs per week maybe 10 bucks for a treatment. Let's just say 15 on the high side. Always follow the money. Because he wanted one of the pharmaceuticals that they were working on at the time, they wanted that to go through because it would have a he spent I think 76 million dollars of taxpayer money funding the research of that drug. And that drug per treatment isn't 10, 15 bucks for the week. Nope, it's $3,000 for a treatment which I think must be administered by IV in the hospital, Remvezidire. Which, by the way, has now been shown to be relatively ineffective. Oh, and dangerous in certain instances to people's uh, liver and kidneys. Now, Navarro goes on where he essentially says the Fauci cover-up began on January thirty-first, 2020 with an email from Scripps Institute of Research Scientist Christian Anderson who advised Fauci that while the murderous pathogen resembled a horseshoe bat virus, its unusual features indicated it was potentially engineered. Right then, Fauci should have come clean to the American president that COVID-19 likely was designed in a lab to attack humans. We could have saved hundreds of thousands of lives with a more targeted response. We would have demanded immediate cooperation from communist China and held it financially and morally accountable for the carnage it has unleashed in the world. Instead, Dr. Fauci appears to have persuaded Mr. Anderson to publish a March 17th article in Nature Medicine completely dismissing the lab origin theory. On April 17, 2020, Dr. Fauci would use that very same study without mentioning his contact with Mr. Anderson to argue in a White House press briefing that COVID-19 is totally consistent with the jump of a species from an animal to a human. Here's the truth. China's infamous bat lady, Xi Jing Li, brought the horseshoe bat viruses that COVID-19 resembles to the Wuhan lab from caves over 800 miles away. She then used gain-of-function experiments funded and authorized by Fauci to enhance the ability of these viruses to attack humans. The bat lady's experiments were directly funded by Dr. Fauci via grant monies from his agencies at the NIH, indirectly funded by NIH grants to American collaborators... Scientists implicated include include Ralph Barrick at uh, the University of North Carolina and Peter Daszak of New York's EcoHealth Alliance. Mr. Daszak even bragged in a TV interview how easy it is to inject material into the backbone of bat viruses to weaponize them. Most damning, in December of 2017, successfully pressed for lifting the ban on the kind of -of gain-of-function experiments conducted by the Bat Lady, Mr. Barrick and Mr. Daszak. Such types of experiments were deemed extremely dangerous by the Obama administration in 2014. As a White House official at the time, I can tell you Dr. Fauci pulled a fast one when he went through the Trump White House backdoor for approval to resume gain-of-function experimentation rather than informing the president or top senior officials. Dr. Fauci was both playing God and playing with a fire now consuming the world. Dr. Fauci first denied in sworn testimony before Congress that the NIH-funded gain-of-function experiments at the Wuhan lab, caught red-handed in a stone-cold lie. He has now admitted to funding the Wuhan lab, yet continues to stone-cold lie about gain-of-function. While serving the Trump administration, I clash frequently with Dr. Fauci, and every single thing I said about him has been proven exactly right today. Instead of telling us his devilish truth, Saint Fauci played hero and savior, cynically positioning himself as the wise sage who knew better than anyone, especially the American president. Dr. Fauci's repeated lies, particularly his lies of omission, are either those of a sociopath or a desperate and concerned man. Either way, not one more day should go by without his firing. Both Congress and the media likewise must bring Dr. Fauci Fauci to account he knew. He funded it. He's guilty. And he's also guilty about not discussing known therapeutics, including hydroxychloroquine. And as I was telling you a little bit earlier, and I kind of got on a little tangent, this friend of mine who's in his early 80s gets worse. He calls me. He said, I'm getting worse. And I said, listen, I'm going to send you information. I'm going to send you some videos. You do your own research. You read. But if it were me, I would tell your doctor you want to be on hydroxychloroquine. One tablet, I think 200 milligrams a day, five days, 50 milligrams of zinc daily, and azithromycin, five days. Not a Z pack, azithromycin. But I'm going to send you all the research. And I said, hydroxychloroquine is the gun. Zinc is the bullet that gets into the cell, and azithromycin essentially is a flak jacket around your lungs, protecting your lungs. I said, you do your own research. I'm not a physician. But I have done my research and I can tell you that I'm on a prophylactic dose of hydroxychloroquine. I take one every Monday and I have been since this thing started. I take zinc daily. I said, you do the research, you read it, you call him, don't call him, I'm just telling you. He called me back and said, I read everything. As soon as I was done reading it, I called my physician and I said, this is what I want. And I explained to him why and his physician said, look, I normally don't prescribe that, but at this point, let's try it. His physician was skeptical. He gets it that afternoon. His wife goes out, picks it up at CVS, takes his first dose late that afternoon, so his evening dose, about 5, 6 o'clock. Next morning, wakes up, starts feeling better, takes a second dose. The next day, matter of hours thereafter, he feels great. Tells his wife the next day, remember, he was getting worse and worse and worse. Total reversal. Tells his wife, I want to go into the office, get my mail. And his wife said, no chance. You're not going anywhere. A week later, he was playing tennis. I hesitate to think where he'd be a week later had he not called his physician and said, I've read the research and I want hydroxychloroquine, zinc, azithromycin. Now, that in and of itself doesn't mean that's the only treatment. Ivermectin in the Philippines has been used with great success. Same thing in Africa, other countries. But the point being is when you are in a war, when you are, are, are inundated with patients, getting sicker by the day, and doctors essentially are throwing darts, but they find that some of those darts are hitting the bullseye, azithromycin, zinc, zinc hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin. A light bulb should go off. And when thousands of physicians across the country say, we are now prescribing this, If if they look sick, they're getting worse, we don't wait for the test. And part of the problem was, last summer, people were waiting two, three weeks to get a test result. Too late. Too late. I know numerous physicians that say, look, if somebody comes in, and they are presenting symptoms, and I can get a test back rapidly in a day, fine, I'll wait. If not, I'm not waiting. I'm being ultra, ultra cautious. I want that virus to be nipped in the bud. I don't want the viral load to explode. I want to hit it. I don't give a shit if I don't have the test back yet. And they, of course, explain that to their patients. Dr. Fauci hasn't seen a patient in 35, 40 years. Yet, he sits in his government bureaucratic office and starts spewing that, well, we need to have double and triple blind uh, tests and, and and studies to make sure this works. Sorry, phony Fauci, we don't have the time. When you are in war and a patient comes injured, do you think a physician has time to say, look, you know, I think we we, we know we have to operate, but hey, I'll tell you what, Let's now just immediately start, uh, let's get all these MRIs and let's get all these tests and then bring them back in about three hours. No, they start immediately. Is there a bullet? There's bleeding. we got to stop it. Remember the TV show MASH? That's the same thing, field medicine. That's what physicians across the country were dealing with. I spoke to a physician in my hometown of Buffalo, New York. I granted him confidentiality. But he told me straight up, you're lucky that in Florida you have a governor that will allow hydroxychloroquine to be prescribed for treating COVID. I said, let me correct you. It's the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus. I said, but it's got to be done in conjunction with zinc and azithromycin. He goes, I agree. He goes, I can give zinc, I can give azithromycin, but I don't have the effectiveness of either hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin. In fact, there were two cases in New York State where there was, I think, somebody in their 40s and a patient maybe in their early 70s that were both about to check out in the ICU, maybe a day away from dying. The families wanted to try ivermectin. The physicians wanted to. The hospitals would not allow them. They went to, to get an emergency order at New York State Supreme Court. The judge in both instances agreed, allowed them to treat with ivermectin. Both patients on their deathbeds in the ICU within a day, dramatic turnarounds. Now Fauci would say, well, that's anecdotal evidence. No, that's real-world evidence. And unfortunately, how many hundreds of thousands of Americans have died because of the obstinance of phony Fauci, who's lied about the origins of the gain-of-function research, who's lied about knowing that chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine are effective who's lied to the American people every step of the way for the past 15 months. Now, Fauci said, well, we don't have studies about hydroxychloroquine and zinc and azithromycin. Well, we do now. Just released. Study published May 31st on the medical site MedRxiv conducted by St. Barnabas Medical Center, New Jersey, 255 patients, shows that hydroxychloroquine, along with zinc, they didn't say if they used azithromycin, I would assume they may have, showed that it could increase Wuhan virus survival rates by 200%. Now think about this. How many physicians weren't able to hear about hydroxychloroquine, zinc, azithromycin, because the big, big tech sensors wouldn't allow case examples from physicians that had treated patients successfully to be posted on Twitter, Facebook, or on YouTube, or search results were manipulated in Google. How many doctors weren't allowed to prescribe those medications that cost maybe 30 bucks per week? Most insurance... There's zero copay on it. How many? How many Americans would have lived, but because President Trump, a president that they hated, that they deemed should not be allowed to state anything, even if it's factually correct, how many patients died because of their obstinance? We don't know the exact number, but I'm telling you it's in the couple hundred thousand. Senator Ron Johnson held a hearing in, I think it was, uh, I can't remember if it was this year or last year, but he held a hearing. uh, And they talked about hydroxychloroquine. And he had physicians that were testifying, including a very well known, renowned New Jersey epidemiologist, Dr. Stephen Smith, who said that the potential of hydroxychloroquine works so well as an interim treatment that you know, even though vaccines weren't developed, they were prescribing it, and they were found. They found it to be a, an excellent therapeutic. He said that's a very important pillar of pandemic response: early treatment. Don't wait for people to get in the hospital. That video was posted on YouTube, but not so long, because YouTube pulled it down, of course, saying that medical there's medical disagreements. It's not true. Since when did these assholes at YouTube or Google or Twitter or Facebook go to medical school? How many patients has Mark Zuckerberg seen? How many patients has, uh, what tells the guy's name from Twitter, Jack whatever his name is, the guy that looks like uh, Grizzly Adams, how many patients has he seen? How many years of medical school did they go to? The answer, none, none. Since when are we afraid to censor what doctors are finding in clinical, on a clinical basis? If it works, it works. If it doesn't, you say, hey, we found that it worked in 50% of patients. My answer would be great. That means we've got something that works in 50%. Now, if it doesn't work, what do we have for the other 50%? The problem that we have today, my fellow alphas, is that politics has invaded everything. Phony Fauci is a Democrat, big lover of Hillary Clinton. All these scientists, ultra-liberal, didn't want to acknowledge what Trump was saying was true. We have all big tech, all liberals, all Dems, not wanting Trump to get credit for suggesting, hey, we're hearing reports that hydroxychloroquine works with zinc and azithromycin, maybe we should look at that. They are responsible for the deaths of hundreds of thousands of Americans. They have blood on their hands, all of them. That censored physicians' posts, that censored Dr. Ro- or, or, or a Senator Johnson's video, that censored other doctors' videos, as well as. Dr. Phony Fauci and Dr. Francis Collins of the NIH and Peter Daszak should all be tried for crimes against humanity, found guilty, and executed. Isn't that the penalty? Isn't that what took place after World War II? The Nuremberg trials, crimes against humanity, guilty, execution. Dr. Phony Fauci is a mass murderer. Peter Daszak. Mass murderer. Francis Collins of the NIH. Mass murderer. Any member of big tech that suppressed truth, that suppressed medical knowledge, they're mass murderers. They should all be put on trial. Crimes against humanity. The appropriate punishment dealt. We did in World War II. We should do it during the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus pandemic. End of story. It is an absolute disgrace how phony Fauci blatantly lied. And all the media, the libstream media, puts him on a pedestal that he's such a wonderful man. He's such a, a brilliant scientist. He is the savior of America. He turned out to be a phony, lying, treacherous murderer. Print that, New York Slime, Washington Compost. Run that, Crap News Network, BSDNC. But they won't. But isn't it amazing? Phony Fauci's been relatively quiet the last few weeks. The White House is even turning on him. Even the Libstream media is starting to acknowledge the Wuhan lab gain-of-function truth. And when libs turn on their own, They're vicious. They're merciless. And they will turn on phony Fauci. It's already begun. And so while he was anointed as their saint for the last 15 months, those days are coming to a close. The gig is up, phony Fauci. The con that you have perpetuated on the American people is over. And you deserve to be tried and appropriate punishment dispensed. Alpha Dave, your global five-star general, don't forget subscribe to Bold Alpha. We tell it like it is here. We're not politically correct. We tell you the truth. That means we're not afraid to go after Democrats. We're not afraid to go after Republicans. We just simply tell it like it is. As alphas, we're educated, we're informed, we're vocal, we're vociferous. We don't sit idly by. We're not uh, little pansy-ass beta-wussified males that accept everything as, as word We do our own research. We are not afraid to shake up the status quo, and we are not afraid to ruffle feathers, be a bull in a china shop when necessary. That's part of being an alpha male. Once again, don't forget to subscribe to Bold Alpha, our brother podcast, Cigar Day. Give us a five-star review. Again, most of the stuff that you hear on broadcast radio today, it's sanitized. It's political correct. They can't go over the edge. They have to be very pansy-ansy politically correct. Alpha Dave, your global five-star general, will have nothing of the sort. Enjoy your weekend. Don't forget, tomorrow on Bold Alpha, we will do our weekly spirits celebration with Tommy D from the Davidoff Store and Lounge in the Cigar City of Tampa. Until then, live it up.